get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. formation football there is and that feeling for Josh Heupel the Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl and Joe Milton has got to feel great Rick Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands Tennessee they're your champs the bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers and they were the bad boys from the jump in this one that's an interesting question. This is a slow shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio. Thank you for the welcome. Thursday edition of the program. You're welcome, Houston. I'm Nate Hodges. We got Houston Cress. You already said that. No, I said no. I, you said you're welcome, and I said you already said that. Oh, because you said welcome in, so I'm clearly welcome. Do you get it? I got it. All right. I got it. We also have Adam Hickman and turn Brett. We're ready to rock and roll today. Big show planned for you. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, man. We we huge we, show. I mean, the biggest. It's huge. just mammoth. All the plans we set. All the plans. Just. I mean, all the time we spent planning yesterday, today better be the best show we've ever had. Yeah, I uh-huh. hope the uh, hype can live up to the expectation we set. I do, too. I mean, I know. huge. Huge show. As they say, it's a really big shoe mm-hmm. that we've definitely planned. Tons of planning. Nearly start to finish of the planning. Every second. 
even, including this. Even this bit about us doing all the planning. That was a planned bit. Exactly. Because of all the planning. Right. That we did. Yes. That we do, really. I mean, it's... Day in, day out, you know, just got to nose to the grindstone. Some shows do deserve a little more attention than others, and this one... Well, I mean, this is some attention. I think it does. I think it does. You know, I mean, you got a big game coming up Saturday. Do we? The, the, the Gamecocks almost got a big win last night. Now they're coming in here hungry. <laughs> hungry. Yeah. Oh, I just had my knee under the table. That's what you get. <laughs> I don't even know how I did Trying that. to convince yourself that this weekend's game is big for any other reason than if we lose it. Way too hard. Oh, that hurt. That's probably big for Nate. Well, go on. I'm not walking into that trap. It's just two states. <laughs> game of the century. <laughs> the 10 and 18, South Carolina. Can't hold anything Fox. back. I thought you meant the one tonight. <laughs> 3 and 12. Lady Vols and. Oh, oh, yeah, that one too. Massive. Yeah, that's, oh, you know. should be a good one. <laughs> Don Staley taking that undefeated record. You know, someone bumped them down to. I just happened to see it on the uh, ticker. It was like um, South Carolina doesn't receive all first place votes for the first time since you know whatever week. What? And I was like, oh, they must have lost. Nope, just somebody just voted another team ahead of Gino. Maybe. Or was yeah. it the AP? I don't. I think it was the AP. Mm. Well, UConn just lost to St. John's, I believe. Unranked St. John's, that is. Yeah, they lost back-to-back games for the first time in forever, and now I think they've got five or six losses on the it's season. It's like more conference losses than they've had in like 10 mm-hmm. years or something. But yeah, last night on the men's side, Alabama, through all the adversity that they're suffering at their own, you know, because of their own actions, they went on the road and won in overtime, 78-76. Brandon Miller, oh, he only had 41. For some reason, I thought he had 43. Anyway, yeah. 41 points, eight rebounds. One assist. I'm just reading a box score. Don't, don't, don't think I was doing something there. I was reading the box score. It's right next to rebounds, one assist. I just I don't know what to say with that, Chris. It's it's so hard to talk about that even, in the situation. Like, there's too many like really bad jokes being made. Too many right, people. Right. It's just not. It's not. This is not a fun topic. Like, if a guy gets picked up because he was like speeding or what, it's like okay, that that's just dumb. You make some jokes. This is just not. It's not funny. It's not good. Talk about calling your shot though. The Barstool Bama account. You know, it was a edgy He didn't tweet. call the shot. He said, I hope he goes for 40. No, he said, can't wait to watch Brandon Miller go for 40 tonight. Hickman, people say that all the time. I know, but. He didn't call a shot. If anyone called a shot, it's Miller. Like, I think Brandon Miller should be kicked off the team. I think Nate Oates should be fined for the way he handled this. Fined? I don't know. I think they're a bunch of scum over there, down there in Tuscaloosa. But Over there, all, down there? All things considered, it's one of the greatest college basketball performances ever. Ever, yeah, I mean, drop forty one. The off. opponent so tough, the yeah. stakes so high. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. The, Ever, I, mean, I know South Carolina sucked, but I mean, 
I mean, you can say it's a great. You know, you can say something's good or even great without saying best ever. He said one that. of the best ever. Which I mean, any, how, how many? When somebody many, says yeah. one of the best ever, how many? All do you, of them. If you got, if you're a walk on and got 30 seconds, you ha- technically have one of the best performances ever in the history of college basketball. Because it's it's of all performances. When, when you think of how many performances you know there I mean. have been, I know, in college I know what he means. I'm just giving you. The, I mean, just. I would say to be considered one of the best performances ever in college basketball, you're in a handful of about forty to fifty. When oh, you when you okay. consider forty to fifty, how many performances are there? I mean, most people rank things in like fives, tens, maybe twenty, twenty-five, and you're like forty to fifty. I mean, I, when we do the greatest college basketball players ever, you know, typically those lists are composed of fifty guys. All right, fair enough. I mean, their their entire week leading up to this game has not been about basketball at all. And when you come up clutch like he did down the stretch, it was really impressive. Now I hope he, I hope karma finds its way around to that team. But see, I don't even like, I don't even like that. I don't like, like we still just don't know. Like what if what if he because re- you did you read the lawyer statement yesterday? Mm-mm. So his attorney released a statement, okay, saying he never saw the gun, he never knew the gun was back there, he never touched the gun, he parked before the other person came in, he wasn't blocking them. Mm. So if the attorney is telling the truth and it can be backed up, and the kid really didn't know what was going on, and I'm not saying that like I've read everything, I have my own opinion, but hypothetically. If he if he really didn't know what was about to happen, if he really didn't know that he was delivering the gun, to go through what he went through this week and do that last night was really impressive. Like I mean, I mean really, really impressive. Don't we have text evidence that he knew? We there we was have a gun? no, we don't have Not text evidence. We have a we have a testimony reported by a journalist. Of someone reading what they thought the text was and how they interpreted it. Which, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying we do not have, like, here's the screenshot of the actual text that was sent. We have a lot of third person telling the story that they heard or saw or or reading from another person who is telling the story they saw or heard or were reading. Did you see how bad the missed travel call was on the final play of the game that he scored on? No. I just sent it to you guys. He took, I mean, the comment says Brandon Miller literally took 14 steps to beat South Carolina. It wasn't 14. It was about five or six, but... Where did you send it? Text. Okay. Could have just DM'd it, probably. Yeah, actually, that probably would have been easier. Yeah. 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 Is it bad? Like, is it worse than the case in Wallace travel for Kentucky against Mississippi State? Uh, yeah. Does he just do, like, the super quick feet, like the choppy feet travel? Both. He does okay. the choppy feet, and then he kind of takes like a turn, and like a almost a full step. That game was pretty wild, man. We had a fight in the stands. We had a weird possession. Oh, I'm trying to think. In the, I think late in the first half, South Carolina got gets the ball off a steal or a block, and they're coming down, and the guy jumps to shoot it. The ball's in the air, and they cut to a commercial. I didn't see that I was. Part. I, I only saw the end. I, I seriously see. got really nervous when that happened because there had already been, I think, a fight. Yeah. Or at, le- or at least my feed was behind, and I had read that there was a fight in the stands, and I was like, if they just had to, 
Like if the producer in the truck sent that to a commercial because something really bad is happening. Oh yeah. So I was like immediately I'm on Twitter. I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god. And then they come back. Also, am I crazy? Was was Carl Ravitch not on the call to start the game, and then they brought in a different dude with Seth Greenberg? I don't know that. I like how the South Carolina player took the ball out of the net with .8 seconds left. Oh, uh, I was telling Hickman about Didn't that. Didn't even go out of bounds and just threw it the way of the court. Yeah, I, like, don't, I guess at that point he was just like, well, we're not going to win, I'm mad. But it's like, yeah, with .8, like you'd have a shot at it. Well, yeah, I was watching the game, and I was like, I was like, okay, if they have to stop the game to put more time on the clock, and he never legally got out of bounds, I I don't think any of that can count. Yeah. Unless the only thing I could th- I was like these refs if they really wanted to be jerks could just team up for throwing the ball down there like you do when the kid spikes the ball. You know, like the guy gets really mad and he slams the ball and it goes. I mean, that's the way. When we played high school, that's the way everybody seemed to get teed up. You know, somebody get mad and you spike the ball, and if basically if you don't catch it, it bounces above everybody's head. Boom, you get nailed. I was like, I guess they could have teed the guy up, but he never got legally out of bounds. Yeah. So I don't. I, you know, I, Nate Oates is like, it's our ball. It's like, not really. It's really just like it's almost like just hitting the ball of the net over into the stands or something. Because it like, could be delay a game. Yeah. So maybe that I don't know. I guess it could have technically been like, but but of course you know they were checking the clock anyway. I counted seven or eight steps there, Hickman. Wow. And then the clock operator started the clock early on the next one. I was like, this is like the Russians in 1970-something. <laughs> you know, they got like four chances to win the game. All right, now go go try it again. Yeah. yeah. Of course, South Carolina is so god-awful. They, they still never even try to play that would actually work. Although the guy almost did bank it in for the win from half court. Well, you saw right before half, right? Yeah, I did see that highlight. Johnson just pulls up from... Dead half court and was that? I think it was perfect swish, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was. Cr- they kept saying it during the broadcast, and I was I was thinking it before Greenberg said it. I was like, man, I because I, I watched that South Carolina Kentucky game when they won in Rupp. Yeah, and there was a couple stretches where they just started hitting threes that you're like, whoa, what? How is South Carolina doing this? They were doing that against Alabama. Then obviously they hit the half quarter to go up by four going into the half, and I'm thinking, man. As, as well as Miller's playing, South Carolina is right there in this thing, especially for a 10-18, and 3-12 conference team. Uh, but, this uh, Brandon Miller attorney said that Miles texted Brandon and asked him to bring him his firearm, but Brandon was already on the way to pick him up anyway. Mm. And, yeah, that, you know, he arrived at the scene, never got out of the vehicle or interacted with anybody, you know, Never got thing. out of the vehicle, so he was in the car when it got shot. Uh, I'll keep reading, but that's the way it makes the sound. Didn't say it was like under a bunch of clothes or something. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, allegedly, that's why they say Miller never even saw it. There's just there. There's too much unknown. Like I'm not ready to say like throw the kid in jail, but I'm. It is surprising that there was not a moment of punishment for him. Not even a split second thought of like maybe it would be what. Even going into last night with all. Wait, the, so his car got shot, shot up, and he just drove off. Oh, I don't know. Brandon quickly left the area when gunfire erupted. Well, if it was going into your car, I'd leave pretty quick too. Yeah, I guess so. 
As soon as he was notified that someone had been injured and the police wished to speak with him, he was fully cooperative with law enforcement's investigation. But he wasn't going to say anything leading up to that. The driver's side windshield got hit twice, though, right? Good Lord. If he's in there, that's crazy. All of the events described above are clearly captured on video, so that's what Mm -hmm. what this attorney's Yeah, that's what the attorney's banking on. There's no dispute about Brandon's activities during this event. No dispute about his... I mean, it says there's no dispute about Brandon's activities during, the, like, just the the timeline of what what happened. So yeah, I mean, well, this is what he said yesterday, right? Like, it's obviously a. I mean, the results of the situation are the worst. Yeah. The actions of the players on the basketball team and who they're hanging out with, running around with, what they're doing is, you know. Bad decision making, but we 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 don't know where in between that their culpability is, and we need to wait, and we should wait for both you know all the stuff to come out, and that's where we are. We're still kind of going in this back and forth. This is the way it always happens. Yes, you always have. Yes. Um, in this case, it's kind of weird because because this is more of an accessory type thing. It's not like the direct victim. Right, right, right. But typically, with these stories come out, yeah. the victim side comes out, and it sounds horrible. Then the defense comes out and says, no, 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 this is what actually happened. And it sounds like, well, that's completely different. Mm-hmm. And then usually it's somewhere in the middle, you know, for obvious reasons. So, I mean, for a second, let's imagine that Tennessee is 24 and 4. Four, or whatever they would have been, twenty three and four, thirteen and one in the conference, the number one overall seed in the tournament, and this happens with a Tennessee player. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of Tennessee fans acting just like some of these Alabama fans. Like, let's not. I mean, it, it's people are just so blinded by their guy, their team. You know, you think Rick Barnes is different from Nate Oates? Though? No, I definitely. I, I, yeah, no, I, I think. I think it would have been handled. I do think it would have been handled differently. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think, I think most coaches probably would have done. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like most coaches would. There would have been some type of like, hey, you should have to sit out while we figure this out for a minute. But like we talked about, is that even? Is that? Is that fair? Like, was it? Uh, it was Jalen McCullough, right, for us? Yeah, who punched the kid in the face and missed three games or two games, maybe three. Like, did like let, let's 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 remove the murder case because that's just harder. The, sure. the results of sure. that are harder to deal with. Sure. Should Jalen McCullough have been suspended while we figured out that that was a kind of a nothing burger? Was that fair to Tennessee football to the other players? To looking back, no, but I don't. I, I just don't think the risk of being wrong in that situation is worth it for a university. But what is the risk? He plays and then gets kicked off the team later when they find out more information. Yeah, and then it's like you guys didn't take this seriously. You allowed him to continue to play while hoping that it wasn't true without knowing that it wasn't true. The hardest thing about now, all I, this for me... I, know, I realize, too, that's like counter literally the law. I mean, it's innocent until proven guilty. Right, yeah. He's not a- been charged with anything, but it just... I, I guess for me, I'm not worried from it so much as like a what's going to happen next, because I, I don't think this is going to be like a he was in on it type of thing. 
But how, if you're Nate Oates, can you not say, guys, delivering guns to a teammate kind of breaks a team rule, you're going to have to miss a game, or two, or three, or four. Like, the fact that there was no punishment whatsoever, and it was all about, like, how can we keep him playing? How can we keep him playing? Yeah. That's the part that eats me. Like, Tyler Smith gets picked up with a gun on Alcoa Highway, he's off the team forever, three other guys are suspended for, like, I don't know, five or six games. At the time, Tennessee's 16th in the country, 12-2. and two. So I'm not saying it's the same thing, but you, you just see how certain administrations react to situations like this. And for me, did he break the law? I don't know. I don't know the gun laws in Alabama. Did he break a team rule? I guess technically I don't know. I don't know what Nate Oates' team rules are. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a college basketball coach and I've got players delivering guns to other players in the middle of the night that just so happened to lead to the murder of a mother. Yeah, like, there's going to be some form of punishment. It's not going to be like, oh, poor Brandon, he didn't know what he was doing. Like, that just seems, like, the kid's not done. Did you know he's 20 years old, by so the way? So he's failed a grade. Or they held him back yeah. twice. Did you hear them say that on the broadcast no, last night? I'm just saying, this guy, like... He, he knows what's about to happen to him, and everybody around him knows what's about to happen to him. He's going to go to the NBA. He's going to make millions of dollars. Like, the kid, he's not dumb. So for them to play like the, he had no idea. No, it's I, like, yeah. he, okay, yes, he did. And, and if it's me and I'm Nate Oates, if I've got players delivering guns to other players that result in the murder, there's going to be some form of punishment because that's not the culture you want in your basketball program, period. Well, I agree with all of that. I guess I was just trying to boil it down to a to a simple question of when something happens with a player, would, would how do you know when to suspend them just as you're fact finding or when not to? Like that to me that's the hardest thing. And I guess the severity of the situation just kind of matters and like you're saying like the results of this one were the worst, the the results of like Tank McCullough's weren't, I mean, yeah, a guy got beat up, but it wasn't wasn't that bad, but like to, I, I, you can't have a blanket statement that just says, "Well, we suspend them until we figure out what happened." Because if you do, because the problem here is time. Sometimes mm-hmm. the facts coming out might take a whole damn season, years, and, year, a, a year. And yeah. What, and what if it? You know. So you almost do have to kind of guess. No, I don't disagree with that. Uh, world champ Vol brings up, or world Vol champ, excuse me. He brings up a good point. Like, how can any Vol fan be okay with jumping ahead and benching or suspending a kid after we saw what happened with AJ Johnson? Like, the allegation was so huge that to do nothing, you're going to get crucified by national media, local media, just, uh, it's going to be bad. But then to have that not end up being the case when he's accused of rape, and there's obviously details to that story that I don't want to get into, but, like, that, it's tough. Like, I get it. It's tough. But I I don't... I mean, let's let's say it was Miles. Let's say he's there is who was the, who was the kid? Was it Baylor years ago? I want to say Caruth. Was it Ray Caruth? Ray Caruth killed his teammate at Baylor. Ray Caruth killed his girlfriend or something. Yeah. That okay. Was, that he he was in the, the NFL. He yeah. Hit yeah. Okay. Then is that who? I'm, then maybe that's not who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't think so. What story are you? I thought there was a old maybe it wasn't Baylor. I thought there was a story about a player who like killed his teammate. Oh crap! Qu- Miami. It was Miami, wasn't it? It may have been. Was it football? Yeah, it was football. Miami football. 
Yeah, and they were they did like a service for the kid like on the field, and the guy's sitting there like with his head kneel, knelt down, and it was him who pulled the trigger. Like, I it's all this stuff's just crazy. But like, what if it had been Miles, and it's like, well, he's accused, but we can't prove it yet. And then like a week later, it's like, oh yeah, we had a murderer playing on our team for five games. Like, I I just don't know. Like, what which optic is worse? Is it worse to because you're not? I mean, at at this point, let's be real. Benching Brandon Miller is not punishing Brandon Miller. No. It's not. No. He 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 actually has a better chance of staying healthy and it's if more, it's more like just a symbol of we don't stand for whatever. Exactly. But 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 what you do is you punish your program, you punish your team, and you punish your fan base. That's really, really good right now. Yeah. Well that's that's kinda what Nate Oates does messing up himself though, right? If does what? Comes, if he doesn't bench Miller or something comes out later. Well, that's the thing. If if he so, does so and they lose and they're not Miller's very good and they lose first round of the tournament and then it's like, no, he didn't do anything. He's totally innocent. Then Nate Oates is like having to answer to the fans and the administration for why did you do that? Why did you bench him? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a, it's a big catch-22. Like It's really difficult. And you don't have Brandon Miller's walking onto your team every year. No, not at all. So, And that's why if it were me and I was a coach, if, if I don't, who, did, who did they play after this story came out? Who was their next game? Probably the, somebody bad. Or their next two games. Like, I mean, if Nate Oates had said, um, after, I, mean, I guess it makes it tough, too, because if you suspend him right after there's a murder, people are going to run yeah. all kinds of opinion pieces and think pieces and, oh, did Brandon Miller... Was he in on it? Did he pull? Like, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. But it just feels like a suspension of some kind. Even if you do two games and he's right back to playing, at least you can say, hey, we did. He broke team rules. We suspended him for two games. We did something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you can't say, like, you know, we just we suspend guys while, during a, an investigation. I mean, you, you just can't because an investigation might take, you, never, you don't know how long. And then it's like, how do you know when to bring them back? I, I'm kind of like you. Like, you just have to have a... I, I don't know, though. Coaches get killed for that all the time, too. They're like, what, you suspended a guy guy for only two games when he did all of this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone know? correct me if I'm wrong. They played at Vandy and then at Missouri. Uh, that's right. Okay. Did, didn't he say, Nate Oates even came out and said, if I'm wrong, someone correct me, but didn't he even say that Miles was the only player on the team connected? Ooh. Like, directly after it happened, like, pre-Vandy game? I don't remember that. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't remember either. That did happen at Baylor. Patrick Dennehy murdered by teammate Carlton Dotson. Mm. I just remember, I don't remember when this happened. Didn't they find them in like a trunk like months later or something? I do not remember this at all. I don't know. Sorry, buddy. Can't help you. Just saying, like, I don't this I mean the whole situation is just it's it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll come back with more. We'll open up the big orange chili phone lines, 865-546-8200. Stick with us right now. The big orange really phone lines ago. We got Matt up first. What's up, Matt? You're on three and out. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning, bud. Um, man, this is a weird, 
this is just a weird situation, isn't it? Yeah, it's the fact that so many people find it so easy to take one side and just bloviate about it is really weird to me. There's well, just, that's, there's that's, there's so much information left to be discovered. Yeah, but that a lot of that problem is you know you got a lot of sheeple out there mm-hmm. that read the headline and they pick the source they read the headline from. You can go down the list, look at SB Nation. Uh, read their headline. It talks about how his mental toughness and, you know, that's their headline is this kid's got mental toughness. And so you're probably an Alabama fan reading that thinking, hell yeah, you just go on to Yahoo and they're bashing the kid. There's right, a, you know, right. There's a, there's a gray area. But this is my, this is my, I just want to ask questions, right? So I, I was reading this last night and this Paula Whitley is the district attorney for uh, Tuscaloosa, right? Mm-hmm. So her office said that they couldn't charge him because of, two reasons but the main reason was that he had no uh knowledge that the gun was being transferred for unlawful intent so to me i'm like okay so a phone call at 2 a.m to bring my gun doesn't classify as knowledge of someone using a gun as for unlawful intent what what were the guys going to do go for a duck hunt that's well, that's the, what I said. I was like, they're not going to the range to practice, well, you know, their target shooting. Yeah, his his attorney said that he was already on the way to pick that. He he wasn't. He was he was giving Miles a ride both times. That's that's where they're getting there. That's how they're getting around it. And they're and they say they have text messages where Miles said, "Hey, come pick me up." And Miller's like, "All right, I'll be there in a little bit." And it took him like an hour. And then he finally went and got him. And then on the way, that's when he said, "Oh yeah, I need my my gun back." It's in your car, basically, mm. and he was like already on the way. So yeah, but, and then he gets there, and the gun just happens to be in the back seat, laying there, covered up by a shirt, which seems really awkward to me. I mean, there's so many weird. It's weird, and then and then nobody's even mentioning really or diving into the fact of you know this is the other side of the story was whether the car was blocked in or not because they were ordering food. This Miles um, kid and this girl or whoever, that, the, the couple, were trying to leave and couldn't because they were blocked in. That, Two cars. They, well, they're, they're arguing that that's Two incorrect, cars. too. That, yeah, that Miller's attorney said Miller that he parked, parked first. first. Yeah. So if they're blocked in, it's by someone else. I don't know, man. It's, I, I'm just, it's kind of, look, I'm not wanting to throw Miller under the bus here and just say, hey, the guy's guilty either. You know, I just think that the smart play that you should do was gather the facts, and while you're gathering facts, you got to sit the guy, man. No, you can't, under- Matt. You can't. You can't. What if it takes all Why? season? And what if it's AJ Johnson, Tank McCullough? What if it's a Tennessee guy, and you sit him, you suspend him while they gather facts for eight weeks, and you go one and seven, and then it's oh man, this guy didn't do anything wrong. Crap, we, we just blew our how season. How long did we suspend AJ? R- rest of the year, the he whole missed, season. He missed the last yeah. four or five games. Like I, I, I see what you're saying, but like the it, these investigations take so long. Like, like you don't like you have you almost have to make a call separate of the investigation, which but is I don't, impossible. I don't, I don't care how long they take, dude. Like, I step back and look at it in this light, okay? You're the girl's. Say you have a daughter, right? Say you're the girl's mother or father, and you've got a guy. You're reading the story. The whole story's not out yet, but you do know that these guys came out with a mission. Like, they came there with the goal, right? So this is all knowledge because he texted for the gun. So they had – that's why it's capital murder, because they preempted yeah. what they were doing. And the fact that Miller's even tied to that, mm-hmm. 
if you're a parent, are you not furious that the guy's still playing? I mean, it makes no sense to me, dude. Like, I don't care about Alabama basketball or Tennessee football or whatever. I think you just sit the guy. If he's got to sit a year before him to figure it out, then figure it out. He he was there. He was a part of the situation. you got to find the facts. You can't just keep playing a kid in basketball just because it's basketball and, and you know, it's about sports and money. Someone lost their damn life, man. Like, it absolutely blows my mind. That's why I, I – I think NATO should have done something. Maybe it didn't have to be an indefinite suspension, but said, hey, based on what we know, he broke these team rules. He's not under investigation. He's not being charged with anything. But uh, someone said apparently Trey Wallace found that he broke five rules of Alabama's code of conduct. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So it's, I mean, like, but that's, that's what makes it so weird. If you do suspend him for two games, then people's antenna go up, and they're, oh well, what did it? Well, what was his involvement? What did he do? Uh, so it's it, it's not easy. It's not a this is well, it's not. And I got I got a buddy that called me last night, and there's so much people don't read or look at articles anymore. It's like people, a lot of people headlines. Think this is his his gun. Like they think he owned the gun. This wasn't his gun. So that needs to be addressed from the media it's like you they, they, the headlines are bad because it's whatever motive they're trying to push mm-hmm. whether you want him gone or don't want him gone but what i'm saying is the bottom line is he's part of an investigation whether he was directly involved or not he took a weapon that was in a car that was involved in the shooting and he was there and his car got shot how what the whole story nobody knows yet until you find that out i don't see how you can play somebody well, you, you just say you say out loud, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the most. What's the story with the other car, though? It's like they planned that both the cars to be there to block this Jeep in. Like they oh, were what? Brandon was like in front of the Jeep, and the you, other car's yeah, behind. You, you if guys, he parked first, then the second car would be the one technically the blocking Jeep was him in first. And you're going to tell me Miller, the, the Miller had no Miller had no knowledge of that. Like these guys didn't tell Miller anything that was going on. They were just like, according hey, to his attorney, up, no. They take yeah, him at sure, 138. Well, the shooting was at 145. <laughs> I mean, That's quick. quick. I mean, yeah, dude, dude, uh, I, I don't think Miller thought there was going to be a shooting because he's sitting in his damn car, like, almost got shot. I mean, if you think there's about to be a shooting, you're not just, like, sitting there chilling. He had, he, he does, if he doesn't think there's going to be a shooting, he's a dumbass. When yeah. the guy texts him and says, bring me a gun, yeah. it's in the back seat. At 2 like, uh, Matt, most of hey, these guys Matt, are fake Matt, tough Matt, guys. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let's Let's – uh, remove yourself from this situation, or, or, or let's let's. Uh, if if you get in my car and you have a gun and you stick it underneath some clothes because you're I don't know adjusting your belt or whatever, and then you get out of the car later and you're like, oh crap, I left my gun in Nate's car. Like, I I would hope you're like, dude, I left the gun in your car. Like, bring me the gun. Like, I, I'm not gonna think, oh man, my buddy Matt's about to kill somebody. Like, that's not my first thought. My first thought is, crap. I mean, like. If I own a gun, I want to make sure I either have that thing right. in okay, my possession so, or it's locked right, up. Hey. Like I, like I, okay. I don't want to. Now, now I understand, Matt. You're, that you're also a responsible gun owner. I understand all that, but I'm just saying, from a legal standpoint, you can't just say because someone wanted their gun back that I knew a murder was about to happen. That's why I've been after the fact. Like if if I leave my gun somewhere accidentally. Or even on purpose, like, I'm going to want it back at some point. And, yeah, you can say, well, it's the middle of the night. These guys hang out in the middle of the night every night. Like, that's that's just... Miller said he had no knowledge that the gun was there prior to it being there. You're going to tell me that if the gun was in the car and he was driving the car, that he didn't know that the gun was back there? 
He said he was all, he, that's what's so weird. He said he already left the house driving when the text came to bring me my gun. He said he had no knowledge the gun was there prior to him leaving, which which is which also came out after the fact. Because yeah. prior to this, the, the first story was he knew, then he didn't know. You're gonna, and then it, then the gun just happens to be sitting b- below a shirt, just loosely in the back seat. It just none of it makes any mm-hmm. sense, man, at all. Matt, I've seen so, uh, I, I Jake and Adams the insides of their cars. Like it's not just one shirt, man. There's just these kids. Kids these days, craps. Cars are nasty, man. I don't want to get looped <laughs> into that same category. Mine is ten times cleaner than Miller's is, but mine's still not the cleanest. Uh, I hear you guys. Well, it's it's it sucks either way, man. I hate these stories. I hate that somebody. You know, I, mean, well, I, I think we're talking about two different things, too, man. I think if I was the coach, well, we are, I would yeah. have suspended him for breaking team. I, I like Houston's plan. Just suspend him for breaking team rules. That also gives you a little time to see how it plays mm-hmm. out. But I don't think we can say, in in with as slow as investigations are, and how uh, how how these headlines go back and forth and get and do get distorted a lots of times. In different situations. I don't think you can make a blanket statement that, like, I don't want Josh Heupel to say if a player's under investigation for anything, I automatically suspend him. I think that's a dumb move by a coach. No, I agree with you. I'll, I'll say this, and I'll get out of here. I, it, this stuff should be addressed. And I think it is. I just don't think it's enforced. Prior to these guys stepping on campus, these these men, and that's what they are. We used to call them young kids and, and boys, and now these guys. It, the times have changed. The information's out there. These kids know what's right and wrong way more than than people used to, and they also need to be taught and are taught that everything's under a microscope now. So you don't go out at two a.m. like, and you especially don't go out with bad people at two a.m. And you for sure as hell don't go out with a gun at two a.m. Because if you do and you get caught. You, you're going to sit. You're going to sit the bench. And that's not being enforced on any university anywhere. And that's sad. See you, guys. See you, Matt. Thanks for the call. Uh, we'll uh, right. it, it may not matter, but that Paula Whitley, chief assistant DA mm-hmm. for Tuscaloosa. Yeah. You want to know where she got her two degrees of? I'm sure from? she's a big bammer. Yeah. That was a good guess, yeah. 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 We'll come back. Final segment, hour one next. segment hour number one right back to the phone lines we got ed up next what's up ed you're on three and out morning boys morning man so uh what is did uh is there any chance that that our um ut's uh transfer compliance department helped to coach up uh nate oates the pr department there zing anyways Guys, does it, may ask the direct question: What's the official policy? Just what's Alabama's policy on on campus having if, you're, if you have a weapon? Just I, that the I would I would weapon. imagine it's a gun free campus. Yeah, yeah, it's a gun. It, it is what, and I you know it actually was signed in at the beginning of this year and re up. And it you know what's really hard to find though is what are the uh, penalties? Like if you go through any hallway, any college or university in tennessee i mean you can flat out read the sign it's the same sign felony 
state law prescribes maximum penalty of six years, mm. uh, fine and prison, blah, 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 whatever. It, they're everywhere. I don't know what it is in Alabama, but in their, you know, in the policy that they have about just weapons on campus, which this doesn't this qualify? I mean, for he's it, it, he has it, he's it has uh includes transportation or what uh or just having the gun or a weapon, and and it doesn't really enforcements it goes back to the code of conduct, and maybe that goes back to what you know Trey was talking about, you know, five different things that they broke, but I mean. Uh, even at a lower level, a reason to just to, you know, it's not a capital murder and attach them to that, but, I mean, just the fact that you're carrying a firearm on campus or knowingly or unknowingly, that's that's not in the, the policy. It's if you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. Has anybody asked that? Have you all read that anywhere? Just the general thing of, you know, just because our guys, we they weren't even on campus when right. the thing happened with Tyler Smith, and they were booted. That was instant, you know. Uh, but... You know, I, has anybody heard anything about that? Uh, we brought it up the other day because I thought this bar was, or the the club, whatever. I thought it was like technically on campus, but it was just off campus. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, you, he had to sure, he yeah, home, right? right, right, right. So, I mean, I guess the point is they're admitting guilt to him, you know, having a policy, or I'm sorry, having a, a weapon on campus, correct? By the fact that oh, you drove from. A residence on campus to the bar. I don't think the law works that way. I mean, you can't say, well, you had to be on campus with a gun. I mean, don't you have to be caught on campus with the gun? I mean, if you catch somebody off campus with a gun that they legally own, that's not a crime. You can't say, well, I know you just drove through campus. You can't say that. Like, that's not, that doesn't hold up in court. Oh, he has a dash cam. That's true. You can prove it. But I don't don't know, like, what the. The bar is right next to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Looking at the map. Hmm. Yeah, because they said they drove like half a mile to the Walk of Legends or something. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, I just was curious that, you know, the direct question, you know, what is your policy for athletes that, you know, have possession of a weapon? Forget where it is, but, I mean, for our guys, obviously it was off campus, whatever, gone. Somebody, has anyone asked that question? Just that, hey, Alabama, what's your, give a policy for that? Because it would seem that, you know, this is, would be something to you know sit them down for, or for our guys, it was you're all you're booted. I'm mean, what catfish. I'm, I'm sorry, Brian Williams and Tyler Smith, and I don't know who else got booted from the team right then. Well, that was that's my question. Like, if I'm Nate Oates, even if regard again, if it's me, regardless of what the campus policy is, like you're not going to have a gun, not on my team, right? Exactly. I mean, you can legally own it, but if you're caught with it in a place you shouldn't have it, like you're going to get suspended. And then if yeah. uh, like they're that, that's just what blows my mind in this that not only anyway. they're just making every excuse for him that they can. Was and, Miles still on the team when this happened? He wasn't on the team, right? Huh? Miles? Yeah, oh, he was on the team. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was out injured. For the seat. He was out. For yeah, the he season. was. Yeah, he was banged up. He'd only appeared in like well, six games. Well, with were, respect to that, the communication, um, that Clay Travis tweeted this out, but it says according to Miles' defense attorney Mary Turner, Miles texted Miller at one thirty-eight a.m the day of the shooting, saying, quote, I need my joint, parentheses, gun, A, uh, N-word, got us faking. And then the uh, attorney asked, in quotes, they're faking, which means they were threatened, right? Turner asked Culpepper, referring to Miles' text. Culpepper indicated that he did not know, to which Turner replied, 
I do. I looked it up in the Urban Dictionary, which, you know, just means he, he knew <laughs> he got a text saying, you know, hey, bring this. Some guys are, you know, threatened. I don't know. We're about to use it. I don't. Anyways, that was uh, that was maybe not in the court records, whatnot, but it was something that was uh, definitely, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly because it is a screenshot, so. No, yeah, we we. Uh, I don't know if that was yesterday or the day before. Um, like it's it's interesting because they're talking in, like, three sl- degrees of separation. Right, words, right, yeah. yeah. Like they're they're using words that I mean, yeah. Like I because I looked that up on Urban Dictionary too, and there's like five different definitions for it. But yeah, then he did admit that the word in that case, the word joint, did mean gun. And then there's what did he say? Heat in the head or something, which meant there's one in the chamber, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean it's. Gotcha. It it feels pretty easy to paint the picture that Brandon like the text itself would lend the knowledge that Brandon Miller knew what it meant. The right. question the question then is well, but did he read the text or reply to the text in the seven minutes it was sent and before the murder happened? Like that that's what makes all this so diluted right now. Huh. That's all I got, guys. I Thank- appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for the call, Ed. Yeah, it it doesn't help that you know every site just aggregates whatever they want and sure. pops off with with headlines and stuff and and if you know I would like to you know Miller's attorney's like all oh, this is on on camera or like mm-hmm. on whatever so like let's let's see if that's actually true it, it a lot of times it isn't a lot of times it isn't right the attorney's right. always going to hedge for his his player and and try and um you know, throughout stuff, it's usually in the middle. Uh, the University of Alabama does prohibit the possession, transportation, and or use of firearms and other dangerous weapons on campus at any time. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Just wanted to see it in writing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, even if the attorney's story is, is timeline is accurate, I mean, he's on the way, and he gets a text saying... Like, but I don't know. Was that text to Miller? Or was that the text to? That was the text to Miller, right? That's what. I mean, I know, I know there said. was a text saying that, "Hey, I, I need to get my gun back." But I don't know if that was the same text talking about it being loaded and stuff, or was that the text from the other guy to Miles? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so yeah. convoluted, and and even the people saying those are texts, like, yeah, because you're not seeing it. You're yeah. seeing what people are reporting that someone said, said in the they, courtroom. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll come back, kick off hour number two next.